0: Welcome, my good friends, to episode 22 of the Daniel Teachers Experience. Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. I am Daniel Teaches. In this crazy time, I'm here to break it all down with you. We're going to talk about the incident of George Floyd. We're going to talk about the rights. We're going to talk about the psychology involved and all and everything in between that you got to know about what's happening in the world right now. So the very first thing where I think this video is going to be really valuable to you is I did something that very few people ever do. I listened to one side, right, the side that said, all protesters are innocent, they're completely peaceful, and it was the cops that threw the tear gas that led them to that. That we are fighting for justice. This is what we are doing here, and if we got to burn down the city, so be it. That's what they deserve. And then I listened to the complete other side that said, There was absolutely zero police brutality displayed in the protests. Everything that the the police officers did, they did to protect themselves. And if you go burn down a building, you deserve to be arrested and taken away. So, one of the beauties, my friends, of having a person who's looked at both sides is, when you lean towards one side, the bad thing is that you almost see everything that the other side does is wrong or is bad. You dehumanize the other side, right? You go, if I think that you're stupid Everything that you say, I'm gonna look at as negative. Everything that you say, I'm going to look at as, as he's dumb or doesn't work or whatever. So that is the biggest thing that is going on right now. And I'm gonna give you my own opinion of how things unfold. So to start off, what happened? This individual by the name of George Ford, Floyd. If you haven't seen the video, don't worry about it, it's pretty gruesome. It's basically an individual who's on the ground, his face is down, you have a police officer who's kneeling, who has his knee on top of this guy, on the back of his head, and there appears to be two or three other police officers there. Now, what ends up happening is for about eight minutes, he's holding him down. You gotta understand, in that area, you have your knee. I don't know if any of you guys do martial arts. When you have a knee on the back of the head, man, there's a lot of things going on. Your spine is gonna be wrong, your your vertebrae is back here, and it's a very uncomfortable position, and and eventually, it can lead to becoming very, very hard to breathe. Basically what you saw was an individual who was pleading for his life who was killed by a police officer. Now, I heard somewhere that they said there was a divide about the George Floyd case. Let me be crystal clear about this to anyone who's listening. In my opinion, there are two divides, but the fact that George Floyd was killed, the fact that a police officer abused his power and did that and it led to injustice, nobody is arguing that. Okay. There's not a single person that you can find online or that I've ever seen or heard of. No cop, no mayor, no governor, no Democrat, Republican, no one who says, you know what, man, the, the cop did the right thing. For eight minutes, I would have kept my knee on him, too. Or, you know what, man, like, he deserved it. He had it coming because of... no one, no one is saying that. So to any protesters, if you're in the street yelling, Black Lives man, just think that they, they agree with you. The, the, the officers who are standing there guarding, they agree. Both of you guys agree that what happened to George Floyd was completely messed up and and just horrific and tragic, to say the least, okay? So we got to understand there is absolutely no divide on the incident of George Floyd. Here comes the two divides, ready? Divide number one is this. Divide number one is as soon as George Floyd gets killed, people go, enough is enough. I'm sick of this. Another black man killed who did not deserve to be killed. I refuse to accept this. And people hit the streets, and that's when the protests start to begin, correct? The complete other side, people go, whoa, whoa, wait a minute. How do you know this has anything to do with race? Just because it's a black guy, you assumed he killed him because he's black. So you're telling me that if he was white, they wouldn't have killed him? Or maybe if they kneeled him for, you know, they were kneeing on him for eight minutes, they would have only kneed on him for four minutes? Do you know that that police officer specifically is racist? How do you know that race has anything to do with it? Now, those are the two sides. My own personal opinion is, listen... That's a fair point. We do not know if that police officer himself was racist. We know that he was sick in the head. We know that he took someone's life. We know that he should be, not only which he was, fired from his job and should be uh, tried for murder. But you got to understand, man, when, when you have, you know, just before this was another case, I, I don't want to butcher it off the top of my head, but there was a guy, a young black guy, he's running. He gets confronted by these two white guys, and one of them has a shotgun. They end up confronting him. They think he did something. We don't actually know if he did it, and basically he ends up dying. And it's become this weird pattern of, okay, coincidence, you know, a black guy was killed accidentally and it happens once and twice and three times. How many times does does a weird accidental injustice have to happen to a black man before we go, is this coincidence or is this a pattern? I personally, my own belief, I think that there's a racism problem. My friends, this is not black versus white. This is not protesters versus police. This is everybody versus racism. That's what this is. So the second division that's amongst not only America, but amongst the world, goes back to the first one in the sense that you gotta realize, if a race, if people think that race is not involved, then naturally they're gonna be against the movement, against the Black Lives Matter movement, why? Because they'll look at it and they'll go, what do you want? And people will say, we want justice. And they'll go, okay, well, the individual who was responsible for murdering him and all of his buddies who were in the scene, they were all fired from the jobs and they're being persecuted. Go home, what are you fighting for, it's finished. Whereas the people who believe it is about race, it is about the color of your skin, it is a pattern that keeps on happening, that it's not just George Floyd. But George Floyd is a symbol of something much greater that's been happening for many, many years. Those people are saying, hey man, it's not just him. It's the system It's that we have being oppressed. It's these laws that stay all the way back to the 1930s, 40s, 50s, the ideas of segregation. right? These things are still deeply rooted, even though you tell people you know, there's no more segregation in, in many parts of the country. Or, I should say, in many parts of the world, you know, people still have those deep-rooted beliefs of, you know, if you're a black person, it makes you inferior, and XYZ. There are people who do believe that around the world. Again, to our our second thing, to our second division, that leads to, well, there's peaceful protesting. But people should not be allowed to write, and people should not be allowed to loot. So on one hand, you have people who go, listen, you want to peacefully protest, that's 100% fine, go out there, do your thing. On the other hand, you got people going, yeah, and... On top of that, go go F up the police station. It's the least you could do. You, they took a human life. Oh, so what, now they're worried about their windows? We want to be heard. So this is what we are going to do to become heard. Because for whatever reason, this keeps happening to us. From a black person's perspective, we kept getting thrown on the rug because you don't hear us. Well, can you hear us now? So well, we're going to stop traffic. We're going to start looting. We're going to start breaking windows. And we're going to start messing the city up myself, my own personal stances, I'm 100% for the Black Lives Matter movement, I'm 100% for peaceful protesting. What I'm not for is the rioting and the looting. I think there's absolutely no place for that. Absolutely not. My big reason behind that is, it's like, listen, you're upset, you're angry. I get it. You have to understand though, if you commit a crime, it's not a crazy idea to think that a police officer should come arrest you and take you away. You know, the biggest reason I'm really, really against this The riots, man, is because in in one sense, you know, you have a bunch of people who go, well, you know, Daniel, are you saying that properties are more important than human life? And it's like, oh my God, man, like, it's just, you, you almost, you don't even know what to say. It's like, yes, yes, John, I believe that a building is more, Jesus, man, we have to have this conversation, really? When you say human life is more important than property, it is a very problematic statement, and I'll tell you why, because what you're saying is, listen, if someone dies you are allowed to go burn down a building. You're allowed to go smash a cop car. You're allowed to go break into a, a store and rob them with no consequences. Why? That under no circumstances should be okay. The fact is the law doesn't care how you feel. Oh, you're angry because the guy did The law doesn't care if you're angry, if you're sad, if you're happy. You committed a crime and you should be held accountable for it. Just like how the police officer who killed George Floyd was. My friends, if we, if we live lawless, if we just think eye for an eye, violence for violence, what are we going to get out of this? We're just going to get one step closer to chaos and anarchy. And all hell is going to break loose. You know, one thing that many people didn't know was actually many of the mayors and many of the governors, they went easy on the protesters. When things were starting to get rowdy, when the looting and rioting was beginning, many of the governors and, and uh, mayors in the state said, you know what, let's sit back. We trust the people. Let's let them do their thing. Because they have a right to freedom of speech. And then the rights get out of hand and then people start losing their minds, people are getting hurt, police officers start getting shot, and then guess what happens? Donald Trump comes out, the same Donald Trump who earlier said, hey, George Floyd died in vain, we don't want him to die in vain, we don't want his death to be for nothing, I promote peaceful protest, now comes out and says the governors and mayors have failed their states. Now, if it's necessary, I gotta send my military in there to restore order. And to be honest, guys, that's not a crazy thing to say. To see that, hey, people are running rampant, they're breaking into stores, they're lighting places on fire, that is not okay. And as a mayor, as a governor, as a president, someone has to step in and go, hey, I get that you're angry, but this is not the way. All you're going to do is it's is going to lead to more violence. Never in the history of mankind can you punch someone in the face when you're promoting peace. You punch someone in the face, man, they're going to punch you back. And guess what happened? When the riots, they start taking off, that's when mayors they start doubling down on police officers. You can hear people going from 4,000 to 8,000 police officers patrolling. That's when the curfew came in. That's when police started to get violent with tear gas and X, Y, and Z, and beating people in batons and all this stuff. Man, it all started from somewhere. I mean, there's there's so many factors involved, right? I'm not saying I lean towards one side or the other, you know, but I just, I really want to advocate for discussion, for freedom of speech. If someone's like, hey man. You know, this is what I believe. Let him talk. Like, let him, talk. Let him, let him say his opinion. Like, like, what's on your mind, man? Because that is the only way that we can move forward as a society, as human beings, to be better than we were before. So now what happens because of these riots and these looters? You have people who go rob stores. And, and I'm sitting there going, wait a minute, you robbed Gucci because Black Lives Matter? I, what? Or you see a guy break into a music shop coming out with two electric guitars. And you're like, dude, what the hell are you doing? Black Lives Matter. Did I say they didn't matter? I asked you, what are you doing? Well, why are you looting? And you gotta realize, man, a lot of these looters, they're not protesters. they don't give a crap about George Floyd or about the Black Lives Matter movement. They care about making a quick buck, stealing a few things and selling it on eBay. So when you know, people come out and say, hey, we have to stop this, my friends, they're on your side. We want the protests to be peaceful. But when you have people rioting and looting and if we let them do what they wanna do, when the media covers it, man, human tendency we generalize. If we see three or four people tearing up buildings, we're gonna say, all the protesters are violent. Even though, man, you guys aren't. I know like the the majority, I I can't say I know. My hypothesis is, man, the way this started was, the protesters are all peaceful. There's a couple of people who showed up with bad intentions, who, again, did not give two blanks about the movement or whatever. They're out there to make a quick buck. They make the first act of aggression, police end up throwing tear gas and and X, Y, and Z, and then it escalates from there on, right? But when you have people going, you know, Black Lives Matter, and you're burning down a Starbucks or you're shouting at a cop as if he was there at the scene of the crime, it's like, dude, like, just because he wears a uniform, you agree that we don't all think the same, right? Just because you're a black man, that doesn't mean you think the same as another black man. We cannot generalize from either side. There was a guy, man, there was a video of him I saw. He, he was taking a video from his phone. He's like, hey, he was a small business owner, a small shop owner. He was like, yeah, I went outside to peacefully protest with people. I came back and these people, these losers robbed my store. He comes back and his aisles were all broken and the register is flipped over. And he's like, what the actual F? I went out to protest with you. I was on your side. Why did you rob me? This doesn't make any sense. So I'm 100% for the peaceful protest. But I'm 100% against the looting, against the robbery, about setting the places on fire. Right? The guy goes and he, he, you know, let's say you go destroy the police department. Well, you got to realize, let's say, for the sake of argument, 100 police worked there. Let's say four of them were those cops that were responsible for George Floyd. Why did you make 96 people suffer for four people's mistake? You sound like the gym teacher who makes the whole class run five laps when only two kids were goofing off. Why do you put that consequence onto everyone? Why do you generalize, man? What if the 96 others were commonly cool dudes? And the same thing goes the other way around. You know, If a person has a bad interaction with a black person or a person with you know, whatever X label, ethnicity, age, you know, why are we so quick to generalize? And go, oh, I interacted with this one Chinese man, he was this, so I guess all Chinese men are blank. All black men are blank. Whenever anyone says all something is something, be very cautious. All cops are bad. All protesters are violent. All Donald Trump supporters are stupid. Really, all? Every single one, you can say many, you can say the majority, you can say half, you can see all that I've ever interacted with are, but when you say every single one, man, seriously, I think my friends, we just, we have to promote discussion. We have to promote to sit there and go, you know, what are we really doing here? Because if you're looting Target and you're burning down buildings, man, that's not for George Floyd. You're using him to profit and you should be ashamed of yourself. So now this gets us to, well, what is the problem, right? The problem is dehumanizing. People, the protesters, look at cops, and they look at them as the enemy. And the cops do the exact same thing. The cops are looking at these protesters going, how dare you turn your back on this city? How dare you do this to your own home? And the protesters are looking at the cops going, how dare you defend this? Why are you not on our side? Do you not agree with us that what happened to George Floyd was absolutely crazy and insane? And the the solution to dehumanizing, in my opinion, my friends, is empathizing. If you can be a, a black man, and if you can... In your mind, think about what it would be like to be a police officer in this time. You didn't do anything wrong. You're a good guy. You do your job and nobody gives you credit for it. When everything goes well, nobody talks about you. But it's only when you F up and make a mistake, that's when it will blow up on the media. Now mind you, think about this police officer who hasn't done anything wrong. He thinks the George Floyd situation was F'd up beyond belief. His boss tells him, hey, go guard in front of the store because these people are going to try to rob stores. And morally speaking, you're like, well, well, the store owner didn't do anything. You shouldn't deserve to get robbed. So then you go guard that store. And you know, you hear about your your friend, your buddy who just got shot and killed. And he was a police officer just doing his job. How do you think that police officer feels when he's leaving the house? Saying goodbye to his kids and goodbye to his wife. When he goes out and he's standing there and he sees a bunch of people uh, being aggressive towards him. Or looking him up and down. Don't you think he's going to hold that baton a little bit more tightly? Don't you think he's more likely to overreact and take a swing? personally from my own standpoint if you think you're in a bad situation always prepare for the worst that's my opinion that's my philosophy if you think uh, if if you're going somewhere if you have one good interaction with a protester do not think they're all going to be friendly just in case always have your guard up because you never know just be ready for anything so i don't blame them for for being tense i don't blame them for for being in in a in a tense mood ready to go ready to swing at somebody does that mean they should no does that mean I'm making an excuse for the behavior? Absolutely not. I think that is that leads to brute, uh, police brutality at the highest of levels. And that is absolutely unacceptable. But I think from a, from a person's perspective with protesting, you've got to realize the person standing in front of me is innocent, hasn't done anything wrong, probably agrees with me. I'm shouting my mouth off and he's heard about his friends getting beat up and he's scared. My friends, fight or flight. When you're in a tense situation, people are shouting this and that. You either cower and run away, or training sets in. You going, I gotta fight. Even though you gotta go, why? Why am I fighting? What is this all for? Just as the other way, when we're empathizing, the police officer has to think about the guys in the in, in protesting and think about, okay, what would it be like if I was a if I was a black kid growing up, and all my life my friends are getting accused of things that they didn't do, that my father was killed accidentally when he shouldn't have. How is that gonna impact your mindset? And the police officers have to realize, man, the people protesting have every right to be angry. They have every right to want to swear and cuss and and burn things. And, and, you know, again, I want to be careful I state this. They should understand where the anger comes from. But that does not mean they should let it do it. They should let it happen. But I really think if police officers had that in mind of if they had empathy, if they really tried. Listen, if a police officer just thought to himself and said, listen, I will never understand what you go through. I've lived a different life. I've had different circumstances, different privileges. I will never understand what you've gone through. However... If I take a step back and I just become consciously aware of how different our views of life are and why you are as angry as you are, maybe I won't hold that baton so hard. You know, maybe I'll, maybe, maybe I'll, I'll you know, relax a little bit. Maybe I won't be so quick to overreact. You know, maybe as a police officer, um, maybe I'll, like you've seen many in the videos, I'm willing to take a knee, I'm willing to talk to you, I'm willing to offer you water bottles, X, Y, and Z, whatever has to happen. Now generally when you're in a in a riot you got to understand my friends one thing that happens is depersonalization you forget who you are it's not john the police officer it's i'm just another officer And you tend to do things because you don't think about, I'm John, I'm a good guy, I'm a Christian. You think, hey man, I'm a police officer. And that's what leads you to do things that maybe otherwise you wouldn't have because you're in that environment, you're surrounded by other people who think the the same way that you do, who are acting the same way that you do, which allow you to subconsciously do some things that again, you might not have done. Same thing with a protester. You go out there, man, people are screaming and they're throwing things at cops. You're more likely to also engage in that behavior. That's all I wanna do. I, I just wanna promote conversations. I have a few notes written down, but... I think really, I think the biggest thing is, man. Everybody in the world just really has to sit down and go, you know, what are we doing here? Who, whose fault is it? Who's who? first of all? Peaceful protests are amazing, and they work. Anyone says they know peaceful protests, they don't work, man. How did women start voting? Was it violent? I, I, I don't remember. I genuinely do not remember it being violent. How, how did same-sex uh, marriage become legalized? Was it violent? Do you see a bunch of uh, hom- homosexuals and others like lighting cars on fire? Was it a parade or was it a protest? Whose fault is it? Who starts all the violence? Is it the cops or is it the protesters? My opinion, neither. It's those people in between who come out, who take advantage, who use it as a smoke screen to do robbing and looting. And what happens is when they get caught, they make the first move. They make the police aggressive. And the police make a huge mistake of generalizing. If they have two protesters in front of them, one of them is talking smack, and you hit him or you get into a confrontation with them, Likely chances, man, you've got to do it with, with the guy beside him. Because you think, oh, they're probably friends, they're probably together, they have the same mindset, even though they could be two complete strangers. They, they don't have anything to do with each other, but we generalize because that is what we do. We generalize about people on the other side, and we dehumanize people on the other side. At the end of the day, everybody deserves freedom of speech. Everybody should come out and talk. But the moment when things get violent and rioting, and rioting is, it's not good, my friends. Anyone who leads things to riot, I highly believe it, should, should be arrested. Anyone, excuse me, who's who's looting, who's robbing stores, who's stealing Gucci because Black Lives Matter for them. The last thing that I want to end off, Jesus, I thought it was gonna be like a five minute video. I really went off. The last thing I want to say in this is if there's one thing that I wish for the Black Lives Matter movement is this. What are you trying to accomplish? What are you protesting for? What's it all for? Justice? Great. I'm 100% in there with you. But specifically, what is it for? What goal do you, do you aim to, to get? Because if you don't have a goal, man, it's like you're, you're sitting there at the table, but you can't even start negotiating because you don't know what you want. What, what do you want to happen? When women went out protesting, they knew. They said, we want a right to vote. That allowed them to sit down, that allowed discussion to occur, and for them to eventually get that. But people who were not heterosexual went out on, on their protests and their marches and their parades. They said, hey, we want same-sex marriage to be legal in all 50 states. And because they had a goal, the other side understood that. And we were able to at least sit down and start discussing. But I think the problem here is, man, because there's no leader in the Black Lives Movement, there's no one that really stands out and says, hey, this is what we want. Because when you say we want justice, great, fantastic. Everyone wants justice. What does that look like? Do you want all police officers to take a knee? And then you're done. You'll go home. Do you want the police officer who killed George Floyd to come out and make a public apology? And then that's it. What are you asking for? Now, I love the fact that you know, you're peaceful protesting through getting people to donate to charities, telling people to check out you know black uh, musicians, XYZ, all that good stuff. But it's like, what do you want from the government? Do you want them to pay money to the charities? Do you want to completely reform the police training, the curriculum, have, have a bunch of people just completely redo it, have it be more extensive, become harder to become a cop? What do you want out of this? What are you protesting for specifically? And again, if you say change or justice, yo, like specific, like what, like literally, like what do you want to happen? The problem is when you say justice or change, it's like, what does that look like? At what point? Justice for me might look different than justice for you. Again, is this about money? Is this about reform? Is this about changing the laws? Like, like What do you want to happen? Because you have to understand that as a protester, when you're looking at a police officer, you gotta know, man, anything that you say to him you're not mad at the police officer you don't know him you don't know what he's doing and the same goes the other way around but the problem is his uniform that symbol is 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 what you is, is what he's standing for and that's what you hate because the same symbol might have been you know the, the police officer was wearing the exact same uniform when he you know killed your brother let's say i know it was all over the place with this talk but i really think my friends we got to empathize not violently not with riots, not with looting, and anyone who does loot, anyone who does burn you know, police departments and Starbucks, because why, I beats me. If you're going to get arrested for committing a crime, that is not crazy at all. If you want justice, great. What does that look like? All that matters is, we're not going to get anywhere with fists and fire. You have to use discussion. You have to. Because what's going to keep happening is in the next coming days are the looters are going to loot. The robbers are going to do their thing. And the hope is that if the police can be more strict and they can take down those looters and arrest them and, and, and take care of them, that the peaceful protests will continue and they will not stop. At the end of the day, this is a very hostile situation. I know I said a lot of things from both sides, man. If there's one thing I can encourage you to do is listen to both sides. Listen to the side that says all lives matter. Even if you completely disagree with them, which I do too because they don't understand that concept in that way, listen to hey man, Like, why do they think the way that they do? And once you've listened to both sides who say, no, police aren't brutal at all, which I completely disagree with. I've seen some absolutely horrific videos of them doing some crazy things. But, It's not until you really listen to people that I think you're going to get so much more value than just listening to everyone who agrees with you. I hope I made you guys think, whether you like this video or dislike this video, I just wanted to make you think, share my own thoughts, share my opinions. Am I wrong about this? Who knows? It's my opinion. It's subjective. Can can you disagree with my opinion? 100%. Just think. Think about it. Think about it for yourself. Take care of yourselves, my friends. Stay safe. And bye-bye.